Welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. And I am here sitting with Brett Voorhees, the president of Taurus. Brett, I, I feel like we're friends. You've been out here before. We've shot together yep. for fun. We've hunted together. Um, you're an all-around outdoorsman, which is one of the things that I really love about you. Um, for example, last year you came out and shot an antelope with a bow. Yeah. You, 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 you like it all. Yes, I do. I really do. And and of course, thanks for having me out again. I'm I'm going to make a habit of coming out here cuz I I love the uh I love Colorado. I love the West and and hunting out here and and also just spending time with you guys and your family and like the things we did yesterday with the calves and it it's just a blast when I come out here. And when he says that, before we get into Taurus and some of the new stuff you guys have, I got to I've got to explain what we did yesterday. So first off, I didn't get to see Brett throw a rope at all, but I did teach Jesse and Casey, yep. you know, Jesse was like, man, I've never, and we're talking about Jesse Harrison, the amazing, you know, champion pistol world, shooter, world champion, pistol world, shooter. world champion, national yeah. champion, state champion, you name it. She's covered almost everything, but she's like, oh, I've never thrown a rope and I would love to do that. So of course I get out of rope and we're throwing on the rope and dummy, throwing on the rope and dummy. But what blew me away is Brett's like, man, I'll help you guys uh, brand cast too. I'm like, awesome. Which was really I mean, I, I did brag. I think I even did a little video. I'm like, how cool is this? I got the president of Taurus out here helping me brand calves. But we had, oh, I don't know, I think it was 42 or 44 calves to run through and over 50 cows. And we had a couple that were a little nasty, like always. Yeah, yeah. It was. It got sporty there a few times, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Sporty. Some, some, some big calves out there, big steers that we had to wrestle to the ground and get all their, uh, their shots taken care of. And, oh, yeah. You know, brand them and... Roping them, cutting them, and you were—you're a big dude, but you were right in there, man. You were knocking calves over, flipping around, holding them down. We—we we had so much fun, but the fact that he was just like, "Yeah, let's go do this." But what was really fun is he grabbed a rope at the first time he grabbed it. You can tell if somebody's done something before. He grabbed a rope, and I'm like, "Yeah, you've done that before." But but it was fun watching you. Watching Jesse, who made some amazing she throws. Did. She was getting the hang of it really well. Oh. It, was, it was fun to watch, for sure. She got two off the horse, which was awesome. I put her on Cloud, one of our old paints, and, and she actually not only roped her first calf ever, but a couple paints. But what was neat is you can tell when somebody's got amazing hand-eye coordination. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jesse and KC, I mean, there's a reason they're world champions, right? Yeah. I mean, from playing cornhole out here. and, and Oh, you had you know, to bring that up. Yeah, well, yeah. Tough, <laughs> tough subject for both of us, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> it's, it's hard it's hard to compete with people that have that have mastered that kind of hand-eye yeah, coordination. It really sure, is. For sure. But I was uh, I was really appreciative. So we'll have to show you a picture. Um, we had Brett out there, Brandon Cavs, and you were running irons and stamping them. It was just a great time. So I hope you will come back. But – Basically, you came out this year with, with a couple buddies and Greg uh, the other day with the Rossi 410, you know, turkey shotgun. Yeah. Smoked a beautiful gobbler that was like, what, I think they said 25? or I think it was 25. He, he yeah. said about 25, and bird didn't even flop. Yeah. Just went straight down. Just uh, dropped it. Dropped him. And it's amazing what, you know, a single shot 410 with the TSS load can do, uh, you know, but those, those shotguns are so so pleasant to carry around if you're hiking around up in the mountains like you guys are here. Uh, it's really a, a great setup. That's getting to be a big thing. A lot of guys, I was surprised how many guys came out with 410s this year. There was a yeah. lot of people that were like, 
man, why would I carry this big, huge gun? Or why would I carry something that kicks or whatever? A lot of guys have been going to the 410, which is kind of fun. Um, I'm still kind of a three and a half inch <laughs> shooter when I can see him, guy. Um, but that, that, that gun is really slick. And does it come with a choke? Did he add on that? It does, yeah. Well, okay. it, it comes with a choke, but it's also patterned for a, a normal thread pitch where you can buy other aftermarket chokes that are out there. So I think Greg had an aftermarket one, and I had the one that comes with the gun on comes it. Comes with it. Yeah. Pretty pretty slick. So we've been doing some turkey hunting. We've been doing some branding. Uh, but I want to talk about Taurus a little bit. People that have not ever watched the podcast or maybe don't know a lot about Brett, you've been in the industry for a while. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of people look at you, I know, and go, man, that's a really young guy. How is he the president of this huge company? But, you know, I've talked to people and it's like, well, I know he worked at Leupold. I know he worked at Walther. Yep. I mean, you've got, you had a lot of experience before you stepped into that role. So your experience with some of these other major players in, in the firearms industry really helped you to that position, right? Certainly has, yes. Uh, you know, and I, I got an early start. So I started out uh, in an accounting role at Crimson Trace when I was 19. Oh, Crimson so, Trace too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I worked there for three and a half years and kind of did a little of everything. Uh, but then kind of found my, my niche in, in the sales and marketing and product development side of things uh, at Loophold and, and, and Walther. Um, so that's really where I, where I figured out what I wanted to do with myself and where I gained my skills. But, you know, at Taurus, we have you know, I'm not an operations guy. I'm not a manufacturing guy. And so we, we also have extremely talented individuals that help out on that side that, that keep the business really operating efficiently and and the things that we need. So, well, I think your product innovation that you brought from other companies and just how you are, I think has really elevated Taurus to a whole nother level. And Taurus, I've been shooting them way before I had even met you or worked with you guys. I mean, who doesn't have a Taurus or a Rossi pistol? Really, it's gotten to be. You guys are one of the largest, you know, handgun manufacturers out there. So you guys were always known, and one of the things I always appreciated, it was a gun that wouldn't break the bank. You know, I could go out there and get a super accurate, you know what I mean, handgun, and whether whether it was a carry, whether it was a fun shooting handgun or the hunting and guns. And, yeah. You know, that's my side, really. That's my wheelhouse is more of the hunting stuff. So I've shot, you know, antelope and whitetail and bears and hogs and all kinds of stuff with a small game. I love it. So that's always been a lot of fun for me with the handguns. But you guys have taken that now with you at the helm. And like you always mentioned, I know you're you're funny about talking about yourself. Yeah. But, wow. <laughs> but with you at the helm, you guys have taken that a whole new level and let's talk about some of the cool things that you guys have introduced just over the last few years. And then we're going to share something with you that I'm pretty excited about. You guys haven't even released it yet, but we're going to time the release of this podcast with when you guys make the splash about sure. it. But let's talk about some of the other, like the GC series and some of the things you guys have done. Right. So, you know, our, our core line of, let's say, self-defense handguns, the, the G series, as we call it, G2C, G3, G3C, has, has been evolving over the last couple of years. Uh, last year we came out with the G3C, uh, which you were carrying when I was out here. Oh, I love that! Great carry gun, right? Um, it, it's been showing the the improvement in quality and materials and, and design uh, that we've been putting into the guns. We're always trying to improve things, um, but you know we also want to react to what the customer is wanting uh, and what the market calls for. So this year we we had a big focus on optic ready pistols. Um, you know more people are carrying guns with red dots mounted onto them. Um, so we, we, we really spent a lot of time and effort and, and I think our engineers did a great job coming up with the right, uh, kind of no compromise optic mounting, uh, platforms for our guns. 
Um, because, you know, if a gun's not originally designed, <clears throat> excuse me, if a gun's not originally designed for an optic, usually you have to kind of tweak. Aftermarket yeah. or make additions. It, and so it, it's not really a good uh, a good solution to that. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're not compromising the other features of the gun to, to accommodate an optic. And I think we did a good job with that. So early this year, we came out with the TX-22 competition, uh, which is kind of the first in its class type of 22 pistol where we have an optic mounted directly on top of the barrel hood. Um, so the optic doesn't reciprocate with the slide. Uh, it fits every optic out there. I'm going to say 99% because there might be an oddball, but you know most of the optics out there fit um, great. And you know it's just a really innovative pistol. Uh, and again, that doesn't break the bank. You know It's going to sell for around $400. Uh, Jesse's been winning a bunch of rimfire steel challenge matches with them. Um, so it's it's really you know leaning on on her for some of that stuff, but uh, that was a great innovative innovative step for us. Right. Striker and, fire, super easy to right. take down. Yes. That was just an uh, when I saw it at the shot show, I was like, oh, this is yeah, this is a home pretty run. trick. Yeah, it's a home run. And and so then we we continued to evolve and and focus on that optic platform. Um, in the G series G three and G three C, we came out with what we call the Toro, which is Taurus optic ready option. Uh, and that's where you have, you know, the slide mill, milled out for various optics. Uh, and the reason I think this is such a great, uh, a great, a well-executed uh, design is usually if you have adapter plates on a slide, you have really thick adapter plates and the optic sits up high. Right. But you want to sink that optic down in the slide as low as you can. Like that and little micro that Lupo came out correct. with. Correct. Yeah, it'd be a micro perfect, it'd be a perfect uh, solution for that. So... Uh, our optic plate system fits every optic out there again, but it's also extremely thin and the, the optic is mounted into the actual slide. So it's very robust. You're not going to have screws come loose because they're mounted on the plate. Uh, and again, it's just focusing on, on how to do it right. And it's a more secure mounting system exactly, basically. Exactly. And it's designed around that. Correct. Exactly. Why do you think right. people have gone to that? Just out of curiosity, it's interesting to me because there's been a lot of companies coming up with, again, like that little micro red dot, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to red dots. I just assumed that it would, it's funny how the industry is constantly changing. Yeah. And I, there's got to be people like me that go, oh, it can't get any better than that. Yeah. You know, the GC3, you know what I mean? That's Trent loved that. I was like, oh, that's the perfect carry handgun for me. Yeah. I love it. There's not going to be anything else I'm ever going to carry. Yep. And then you guys just came up with something else we'll talk about in a minute that, that yeah. kind of blew me away. But it's interesting, the evolution to me, and Trent shot that. Trent's way more of the, you know what I mean, sure. man, I'm going to get out and shoot plates with it. And how accurate is it? And he's breaking pistols down and da-da-da-da. Me, I'm like, you know, man, give me the Raging Hunter. Give me the Raging Bull. You know, give me that, give me sure. that hunting revolver yeah. so I can go out and shoot it. But it's interesting the change from open sights with concealed carry now that's a whole different change and you guys kind of kept up with that technology but do you have an opinion on that like why what the what the change is it's it's been a trend for for maybe five or six years i mean people have been doing it before that but it's really been taken off these last five years or so um and, and typically pistols sighting systems and things like that they're always going to follow what's happening on the rifle side so rifles got red dots and scopes and stuff uh, kind of developed for them a lot earlier. And so the pistol side is, is kind of catching up to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one thing to have to try and focus on your front sight and have, you know, iron sights on your pistol. Uh, but it's a whole nother experience if you can adapt yourself to, to pick up a red dot 
and you're focusing on your target with the red dot kind of overlaid on it, um, it's a, it's a different way of shooting a pistol, but it's very effective. Um, you know, most of the time people spend some time on it, they're going to be faster. They're going to be more accurate. Uh, so it's, it's a, it really is a cool solution to those sites. And, and even if, you know, people are getting older and their eyes are getting worse, those red dots really help. Right. And the accuracy thing, I think you just touched on was, was the biggest thing I've always heard is, you know, to me, it was like with a concealed carry gun, it was like, man, that's going to be when somebody's super close. And I think that's usually what it is. And, yeah. Or I'm shooting a snake or I've got it. Cause that bear's just, he hasn't stopped and he keeps coming. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my carry stuff really is for when I'm in the woods and, and you don't never know what you're going to encounter. But I was blown away talking to people about, you know, the shorter sight radius, of course, is what makes it very difficult to be accurate, you know, at mm-hmm. longer ranges. You know, the difference between a longer barrel, longer sight radius, you're going to be a lot more accurate. But the red dots have really helped people shoot a lot of the smaller concealed carry handguns a lot more accurately. Yeah. So I think that's been a pretty neat it's, – it's just been interesting because I wouldn't have seen that. I saw it on the rifles. And it seemed like there was a few fringe element guys, like you were like, well, I had a red dot on yeah. a concealed carry. And now, like you said, it's getting to be more commonplace. It's yeah. more accurate. It makes sense. But you guys kind of stayed with that trend and went, okay, now we're going to mount it right to the slide. We're going to have a more secure mounting system to carry the majority of the optics out there. Correct. Yep. So it's it's been a, a great thing for us. Obviously, very well received by the market. Um, and, you know, it's it's just showing that we're we're always trying to to deliver – uh, what the market is asking for. Right. So it's a good thing for us. And, and um, ultimately we're always evolving. And so that's, that's where we're headed next with the, the new pistol that we alluded yeah. to. Well, the innovation I think has, has been fun for me to watch um, that you guys have been doing. And I know that's your whole team, but there's been a lot of, you guys have been cranking out a lot we of have. really cool things. And let's talk a little bit about well, one. I want to know what you care What's your favorite? And it may be changing now because there's it a brand is. new one. But what's your... It, it just changed to, oh, I to think the new gun. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, I'm going to be changed. the same. So let's talk a little bit about the new gun. And then I want to talk about everything you guys have been doing because you guys are in a constant state of evolution um, in a good way. Everything yeah. you guys are doing is, is, you know, I know, I hope I can talk about this, but you, you and me have had conversations before about things you've been doing to improve customer service, um, customer satisfaction, um, to go through every handgun you know you're literally going through and and quality control um you've made some changes in a lot of different departments that i think have really helped elevate taurus probably to the next level and that's sure. why like you've got jesse and kc professional shooters that came over yep you know you guys have done a lot of evolving yeah and you know going back to to jesse and casey we we wanted to bring people like that in you know obviously world champion shooters both of them um, a ton of experience. They know what works in running a gun fast and accurate. And, ult- and it, ultimately, it doesn't matter what the application is. That's going to be what you want to achieve. So if it's a concealed carry gun, you want that gun to run fast and accurate. You right. know what I mean? And, and dependable. So, never, yeah. never jam, yeah. never lock up. Yep. Exactly. And so, you know, we want to lean on them and, and get get as much knowledge and, and help. They're, they're almost consultants for us, although they're they're part of the family, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're part of Taurus. Uh, but we want to use them to, to help us evolve and help us get better. Um, you know, because ultimately I can come up with some ideas, but it's not, you know, I can only guarantee we're going to sell one gun if it's the thing that I want, you know what I mean? And so we, we just need to cover, um, as many consumers as we can and meet the needs that, that are out there in the market. 
and they help us kind of stay really close to that. So it's been it's been uh, very good so far. So so now I want to talk about the new one. Okay. Now when you see this, it'll already been released. Pretty cool. We've got one here, and the G four. Right. Yeah, GX4. Um, so this. So it's still in the G series. It, it is in the G series, but it has a little different naming convention. And the reason for that is this is not an evolution of anything that we've ever produced. There's there's pretty much no part commonality between this and a G3C or a G3 or or any of those. Okay. Um, so all new development from the ground up. We we wanted to start off uh, without any kind of preset you know, design parameters. We wanted to make sure this was exactly what the market was asking for. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was, wasn't based at all on any of the other ones. Right. Let's, let's talk about this bad boy. Yeah. So this is our entrance into what's considered the micro compact nine millimeter, you know, very small, traditionally would have been a single stack magazine. uh, But now we're putting a higher capacity magazine in this very compact frame. So right. normally that would have been like something that held six or seven. Correct, correct. So we have a, we have an eleven plus one magazine. So there's eleven going in the in the mag and one in the chamber, and then we're also we also have a thirteen round extended. So you know this is a very small gun. If you have large hands like me, that thirteen round mag is going to fill in just to the bottom of of my hand. Oh, perfect. So uh, whether you carry that as your primary magazine or a backup, it's a great option to have. Uh, but extremely small pistol. You know, for God. for having that much capacity. Can you see that in the look at how small that handgun is on that stock eleven plus one. Yep. So talk exactly. about some of the other features because I saw you do something. You literally he grabbed a bullet. There we go. Yeah. He grabbed so, a nine millimeter round and stuck it in and just and so broke it down. One of the things we wanted to achieve with this is really having a simplified uh, design. So whether it's the parts that go into it, there's almost 30% less parts in this than a G3C. So it's just... How does that happen? Well, it's the trigger mechanism is simplified. You don't have that, that restrike capability that's built in, the double action capability that's built in on the G3. This is a straight single action striker fired, um, much like what else is out there, but it's, it's a very clean, short take-up trigger, uh, short reset, but it, it does one thing and does it well. And that's really what we wanted to achieve. Um, simplified takedown of the gun. So that's what you were talking about. Uh, obviously, you want to make sure the gun is unloaded. Right. Check the chamber. You do have to pull the trigger to release the striker. But then there's just this little uh, slot here that you would turn counterclockwise and using a screwdriver or any other real household item. So right. You said a, you could do it with an iPhone. iPhone yeah. charger cable. Fits right Boom. in there. Turn it. A dime. Um, the, you did it with a nine millimeter. The rim on a nine millimeter casing uh, works great. So there's a lot. You don't necessarily have to have a tool on you to do it. There's going to be a lot of things that you can use to. So if you're in the field, you can do it with basically anything. Yep. And once you turn that uh, quarter of a turn counterclockwise, slide will slide, will come right off. Right. Uh, so very simple way to take it down. Um, some other improvements or or you know steps forward in quality that we've done with this. Uh, the coating on the slide and the barrel are both new for us. So the, the slide is a gas nitride. Uh, is that similar trigger. to like a Cerakoting or no? No, it's it's going to be more similar to like what a tinnifer is. So okay. it's, a, it's a treatment uh, that actually penetrates into the metal. So it's not a coating. Um, and, and what it does is it provides really good corrosion resistance. So being down in South Georgia like we are, 
the humidity can can get some surface rust on on a gun this won't do that um it's also very hard so abrasion resistance scuffs nicks stuff like that it's not going to happen but the important thing about it penetrating into the metal let's say you do accidentally you know kick the gun down the driveway and it is scuffed up that that corrosion resistance goes deeper into the metal, so so it's not just surface. Right, you're gonna have protection. you're gonna have great corrosion resistance, and and ultimately it's just a really nice looking finish that that is very functional. What's fun for me is watching Tim pick up all these. Tim's running camera for us, and he's a retired canine yeah. police officer. And you know he did a bunch of different things. He did detective, he did a whole bunch of stuff. But it's neat that he's. I can see him over there going. Mm. Yeah. So he's taking this all in. So you may have a couple couple people carrying this now. Yeah. Tell me about some of the other neat features yep. that you like. So another another improvement that we had on uh, the barrel is the the coating that we use there. So it's a DLC, which is diamond like carbon is the the technical term for it. Uh, but basically, what that is, it's an extremely hard, very slick surface that goes on top of the metal. Um, so you're going to have a very smooth action. Uh, Really, you can use less oil. You know, oil can attract dirt and grime. You still want to keep it lubricated, but you really light film of oil on top of the barrel. Um, And it's a very corrosion resistance as well, but very hard. So that that finish is going to stay on there uh, and be very tough. Uh, And that's really what what this gun is. It's a a very robust design. Um, I think I showed you there's full-length guide rails on an internal chassis in here. They're stainless steel. so your, your slide to frame fit is very nice. Um, not so tight that it will affect functionality. You still have great function there, but it, it is, it feels very high quality. Uh, your accuracy, yeah, very, very nice tolerances. Your accuracy is going to be there. Um, so really, really good design work there. Um, still got indentations for like a press check to see if you've got one loaded or serrations, rear serrations. Um, what we call industry standard sites. Basically, these are Glock dovetail sites. So okay. there's endless amounts of aftermarket sites available. People can change those out for whatever they prefer. And that's really, people need the option because there's so much out there and it's, right. it's personal preference. So I do like they're adjustable though. There's a lot of concealed carry stuff that you're just locked down. You know what I yep. mean? And I like the fact that you can, you've got the option to either put something else on there or yep. you can adjust those yep. to get them to where you want them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know the ergonomics of it. So these small guns, sometimes they're they're as small as they can possibly be, but they don't necessarily feel great in your hand. They might feel a little square or or boxy with rounded edges. You know, uh, what we did is we really did focus on the ergonomics of the gun. So for me, that's how your hand fits on the gun. It makes it shoot much softer, um, but also how it points, natural point of aim. The gun settles back in right on target. Um, so focusing on how well the gun shoots, regardless of, of the user's skill, is an important thing. Um, the texturing on the gun. Thinking of how is this gun going to be used uh, as a concealed carry gun, it's probably going to be up against skin often. So you need a texture that's very functional, but not abrasive. And so we took a little different uh, approach there. The, the texture is not raised up from the surface. It actually goes into the, into the surface, if that makes sense. So it's not raised from your outer dimension here, uh, which makes it very tactile. You can feel it, right. but it's not, it's not aggressive. It's not sticking out and poking you. Um, so a, a lot of attention to detail on stuff like that. Uh, 
texture up above here for an index point. You know, you don't want to keep your, your yeah, finger right. in the trigger. You want it up above, so it makes sense to have an index point up there. Um, you know, a lot of really, really smart, innovative features going into it. <coughs> um, and all that is going to be less than $400 retail. That's what I was just going to ask. What's, what's it going to retail yeah. for? So you guys are about to release that because right now it's early May. You guys are going to release this, what? May 19th. Okay, so a lot of part of May, you're going to release it. Let's talk a little bit about one of the problems that, that people are having is is getting handguns. Right. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many people have called me, in, whether it's ammunition or, you know, or handguns, rifles, shotguns. Talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of people aren't, they don't quite understand the demand and what's happened. They're like, well, why is, you know, I'll use Hornady as an example because, you know, Jason Hornady was out here not too long ago. Why, why isn't Hornady making ammunition? I'm like, they're making more than they've ever made. But the demand right now is crazy. And and the example he gave me, which I thought was pretty neat. I know, you know, Jason as well, but he's like, Fred, when you used to buy ammo, he said, he said, then you'd walk into a store. How much would you buy? Like, well, usually one box, you know right. what I mean? I know, oh, what do I need for this hunt? Or what do I need? We're going to go, you know, target shooting, maybe two boxes. He goes, now when you go in, how much do you buy? And I'm like, oh, my kids will All buy everything. Exactly. My kids will buy everything that's sitting there. They'll buy 10 boxes if there's 10 boxes because they don't know when they're going to get it. Right. Doesn't that also transfer over to handguns right now? Yeah. I mean, so we saw a few things. So that that lack of inventory. I'm just drooling over this. Please, yeah. please continue. I'm just going to keep playing. Yeah. The, the <laughs> lack of inventory at the gun dealer uh, has driven people to, once you see it available, you got to buy it because you don't know when they will be available next. And and that has driven the demand up. Um, we've also seen a ton of new people come into the market, you know, in, in the world that we've lived in over the last year and a half, two years. Uh, with coronavirus and civil unrest and, and everything going on in our country, people want to, they want to be able to protect themselves. And so a lot of these people are new, new first-time gun buyers, um, and that compounds into the ammo because all these new people are also buying the ammo for their, their guns that they just for bought. For their new purchases. So, right. you know, it, it's it's really crazy. You know, we see it on our customer service side with phone traffic. Um, we, we see it with obviously the orders that we get every week on, on firearms. But like you said, we're, we're producing more guns than we ever, ever have in the history of the company. Um, and, and, you know, some of that stuff is, is out there as public knowledge, but we're, we're producing, I'll just say it. We're producing over 9,000 guns a day. Oh my gosh. Tim just was like, wow, that's unreal. And and, and, I, and I did not know that. And, and we cannot keep up with the orders. It's it's absolutely still crazy. Back ordered. Yep, the back order grows every single week. What's could you can you share with? And I know you know it, it changes so much because everybody has sometimes their favorites, and then a lot of you know with the rush. And I'm sure you've heard that story a million times. Yeah, I've got a bunch of buddies that own shops or sporting goods stores, and they're like, if I don't have what the guy came in and looked for, but I had something. He's buying it because mm-hmm. he wants to leave, Yeah, you know, or the new buyers will come in. Somebody said the other day, they were like, we'd like a handgun. This was a local guy in town. And he said he was working behind the counter of the gun shop. And, and they came in and they were like, yeah, we'd like a handgun. And he said, well, what, won't, what, what would you like? And the woman said, I'd like a blue one. And the guy's like, hmm, what caliber, what this, uh, just a, a blue one. <laughs> I was like, what? That, so... It's been crazy out there, but if you were to say, Fred, this platform 
is really exploding. Would you say it's on the heritage revolver side? Would you say it's on the hunting handgun side? You know, more on the tour side, like the Raging Bull, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, some of those, or like more on the semi-auto or the smaller carry handgun side? So, well, so we have a very diverse product lineup between Taurus, Rossi, and Heritage. Right. Um, on the Taurus side, the, the G-Series is by far the, the highest volume driver, so G3, G3C, uh, and, and that goes to show that people are looking at self-defense tools, um, 856 revolvers, you know, smaller frame, right. 38 right. special revolvers. That's a, that's a concealed carry gun. That's what people are buying the most of. Um, but then on the Heritage side, the Heritage Rough Rider, little 22, 22 Magnum uh, single action right. revolvers are through the roof. And, and to me, that's like... fun. Right. It, so it goes to show... it. One thing, 22 ammo is still available. You can find right. it. It's not as cheap as it once was, but it's it's out Comparatively, there. it's still cheap. It's, che- yeah, it's compa- still cheaper to shoot to a, a 9 lot, or a right? 45. And so so that's part of it. I think people are buying those and, and going out and plinking and, and doing that. It's also not a bad platform to learn on if you're a new shooter. You know what I mean? And so uh, there's a lot of reasons I think that is, is also taking off. And then on the Rossi side, we have lever action rifles that are through the roof, you know, and and there, there's a number of reasons for the resurgence of that, but um, you know, I think I think that's also a viable self-defense tool. You know, we oh, make yeah. them in 357 and 44 Magnum, and, and that's a that's a great option if you want to, you know, self-defense rifle for your house. And tough and durable, yep. and I mean, I've taken well, you've shot the levers out here yeah. with me at Prairie Dogs. Prairie Dogs. And, oh yeah, well, I was, you know, I was like, okay, this is embarrassing to admit for the president of but I. I may have JB welded my sights because I beat the heck out of my guns. I'm not saying do that. That was not the right thing to do. But it was so, like I shot it and I'm like, oh. that, that gun's dead on and you don't want the sights moving. Right. right. I'm like, this is amazing. And I drop my guns. I, I throw them in scabbards on the horses. But that that little lever you guys have for just in the truck or when I'm on the horse or whatever, or shooting prairie dogs. Well, it's awesome. I mean, that, that time we went out and shot those prairie I had never shot that rifle. You told me it was oh, yeah. on, and so I just picked it up and, and started shooting at him. And I think... Out to 100 and something yards. 150 yards, maybe. Yeah. And I had several hit out Consistent. There, you know? uh, yeah, and so, I mean, it, it goes to show the gun, because I'd never, I had no experience with that particular rifle, and it, it just worked. But so. you see why? I did. Oh yeah, well, I was like, man, yeah. I I, did, I don't want this gun to ever change. This is exactly the way I want it. So that's a that's a pretty handy thing. But you guys do have a of a really neat lineup. So and a lot of people don't put those together, right? You know, under the Taurus umbrella, if you right. will, or you know, I prefer to. We try to operate them as separate companies, you know, within our and, and we have we have some some of our employees are heritage employees, some of them are tourist employees. So we we do oper- operate them as separate uh, businesses within our holdings company. So. Right. But it's kind of neat because you can check out Taurus, Rossi, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. whole the whole enchilada, yeah. you know, and the Heritage line um, because there's a lot of really cool pistols, rifles, shotguns, you know what I mean, the 410. There's a lot of different categories you guys cover. So another thing I want to talk about a little bit on this, on this new G4, what are you guys doing for a holster on that? Because sometimes – you know, I've got this amazing handgun. Yeah. Like, you know, oh my gosh, this is going to be my new car. I love it. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. And then I start struggling a little bit on going, what's out there, what's available for me to carry it in? Yep. Um, do you guys, have you guys already figured this out yet? Or you, do you have people 
looking at building something? What are you, what are you doing for this G4? Yeah, there's, there's already several, several options that are already done, and the holster manufacturers are waiting until we launch, and they're going to also launch their product at the same time. Nice. Uh, well, we, since this won't air until it's done, can you share that? Who's, sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we worked very closely with people like Safari Land who reached right. out to us. Um, you know, their mission first tactical, some of these, uh, Kydex manufacturers that, that we've worked with in the past, we started kind of three or four months before the, the launch date and started getting them pistols and getting them drawings and get that in the process. Because I think it's important that we have that aftermarket support. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and not just holsters, but other, other items Like we're working on a special project with loophole right now that I'm, I'm really excited about. Right. Um, so we, we want to, we want to have that aftermarket support because that's ultimately what the customer wants. Exactly. Um, but like you said, if you buy a gun, you, you need ammo and you need a way right. to carry it. Have you ever had that happen? I hope I'm not the only one. Only no, one. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's like, man, I got this really great and I, I just need to find that perfect, you know, holster that I can carry it in. So I love that you're doing that. And I think it's pretty neat that you share that that's probably going to be your new carry. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And you know, the, the gun is, it's been very thoroughly tested. Um, we, we're testing this gun to, to a, higher level of, it, of endurance testing than we've ever done with anything. So we took uh, this particular gun, not that exact gun, but the, this model. Right. Uh, we took the endurance testing up to 20,000 rounds. Uh, and so that's on one That's on one pistol. Obviously, we did several of them up to that. But we want to make sure that the old internal parts... Uh, 20,000. Right. We want to make sure that, that there's nothing breaking. If there's springs wearing out, we want to know when they wear out because they will. You know that's part right. of a, a regular gun. That's part of a regular gun maintenance. You should change out your some springs, uh, you know, r- routinely so you can prevent any kind of issues. I got a truck that costs what a house should, and yep. it breaks down on me all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, we wanted to know when those things would happen because yeah. what's they the would. point of failure, right? And, and then make sure that none of the main critical components uh, break. So we took it to twenty thousand rounds. We did, you know, sand, dirt, mud cold weather, all this different type of testing, uh, and really just trying to make sure that this is a step up in quality, step up in design, uh, which is everything that we're trying to achieve right now. So, um, and it's, it's been extremely good, uh, a wide variety of ammunition, right? Hollow points, ball ammo, steel feed case, it all. aluminum case, wanted to make sure, and, and I'm not too proud to say, you know, we found out we had a little bit of an issue with steel case. We revised the extractor. Now we don't have that problem. Nice. So, you know, we're finding things out. But that was all before better. it was ever. Right, right, right. We don't we don't want our consumers to find this out. We want to know and, and improve on it before we deliver the gun. So Ever release it. Trying to do things the right way. Well, I think this G4 may be like a flagship for you guys. It, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a, a great gun for us and really what we want to what we want the Taurus brand to stand for. Well, I love it. I enjoy working with you guys. Um, I love that you're the guy that jump out there and wrestle calves down <laughs> and go out and help with a bow, a rifle, a shotgun, and, and all of it. And yeah. uh, thanks for coming out, man. I yeah. really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed just getting a little bit of background on some of the things that, you know you guys are doing. The move to Bainbridge, Georgia, and from everybody I've talked to that's been there, a pretty incredible facility. We do. Brand new facility. Um, it's It's very big so we have about 200,000 maybe a little over 200,000 square feet of manufacturing space we're only using about 35 percent of it right now so you know the next step for us we got our assembly lines we got uh, some parts manufacturing uh, parts bluing some of those type of things are are rolling and and operating really well we want to start doing more machining there Uh, you know the company's focused on the U.S. and so it makes sense for us to be building more and more product here and and to do that we need 
we need to hire skilled labor. We need to build up our, our capabilities there in Bainbridge. And we have, the, we have enough space to do it. So it's really exciting. That's so neat. And I was blown away. It says a lot about Taurus, how many people moved with the company from Miami. That's right. a, we were talking about this it's earlier a, at a breakfast. Like, shock, yeah. That's a pretty big move from Miami to Bainbridge, Georgia. Yeah. But so many people were so locked into Taurus and the way you guys treat people, they were like, yeah, we're going to make this move. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to move to Bainbridge. I think that's pretty awesome. Probably been a boom for that local economy too. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we have, we've, we've have just over 300 employees right now. Uh, still trying to hire more, like I said, uh, skilled labor and, and, you know, so we can build more and more guns. So we're, we're always trying to grow that, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great for the city. The city has been great to us. Uh, really worked out really well for us. So neat. Well, check out some of the products. Um, I hope you enjoyed sitting down with Brett a little bit. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Can we go shoot this gun now? Let's do it. All right. I want to play with you. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you.